Hi, I'm Steve Longo. Welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll Show and Tell. Today in the No Gloom Ballroom, my old friend Steve Stevens. Uh, most of you probably know Steve as the guitarist for Billy Idol. He was also the songwriting collaborator in that group, but he's known for more than that. How about his lead guitar work on the theme from Top Gun? He won a Grammy in 87 for that. He's also played with Michael Jackson, Rick Ocasek, Robert Palmer. It's a long list, but I know Steve from the neighborhood, and that's where our conversation starts. How you been? It's oh, us. I did. Good to see you. <laughs> Wait, you. So you're in you were in Florida, yeah? Yeah, I'm in Florida. Where were you? Most of the West Coast? I'm in California. Yeah. Yeah. We are in Florida, are you? Uh I'm on the west coast of Florida, as close as I can get on the Gulf side in Fort Myers. Okay, my mom's in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, right across the alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good place for her to be. Yeah, 94 years old, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, hey, man, there's hope for us, right? I know. <laughs> man, you look exactly, you look the same as you did in the neighborhood. You're, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, close. You know, don't, don't forget, my eyes are starting to go, which helps, too, you know? Oh, I get new glasses every year. It's a yearly thing, <laughs> It's insane, man. It's insane. I, I, it's, I tell you what, I, I said before as a joke, I don't think we've talked in the 21st century. And yeah. I think the last time I reached out to you and we're going to, uh, the last time we sort of bumped into each other was when Chrissy uh, right. passed. Right. And right. Uh, yeah. what a good friend. Yeah, yeah. He was, um, well, you know, his, Chris, Chris, for those uninformed uh chris was the drummer in the in the cover band i was in uh that i joined when i was 17 and um you know i had the, i had the facility you know uh i had no no nothing else so i had to, i i had the the raw talent and um and he said uh i'm gonna take you to see a band <laughs> and he took me we went to uh uh speaks to see rat race and that was like uh, that was uh, like you know boot camp, <laughs> and uh, it was um, you know obviously Mark was a huge huge influence, and um, but uh, you know I had seen I had seen a lot of pro bands you know I mean we grew up at the the, the height of you know all the greats you know I'd, I'd seen Emerson like Palmer and Yes and Genesis and all this stuff. But none of the bands I ever saw were even close to capturing any of that, that big rock experience, you know, we'll say. And your band was the first that was like a, a, a truly, you, you guys put on concerts. They, they were in, in clubs and bars, but it was, a, it was a concert experience. You know, it was, and, and, it, and to see Mark, he was, you know, a lot of guitar players now, you know, uh, like like I had, you know, they have the dexterity and they have the knowledge and they have all this. But he was such a physical player and attack. And all you guys were, you guys attacked the music in a way that was you sold it. And I and I was just like it, it was, you know, it opened my eyes to, to, to what being a musician was about, you know. 
Well, that doesn't. I, I'll tell you what. That you, it doesn't get better than to hear that from one of your friends and one of your peers. And you know, I mean, that's thank you for that. It's you know, that's if we did anything, um, we just tried to push the envelope to be the best that we could. And it was a very healthy competition in that band, especially uh, between Mark and I. We used to just go at each other and try to raise each other's game. And it, we did that, you know, all the way up until uh, we haven't played together in a couple of years now. But a couple of years ago, we were, you know, still doing the same thing. And that's, you know, that's a natural talent. The guy had a he had a gift for um channeling that energy and that real excitement uh, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. and i always tell people i said you know everything that i did when i was when i was playing that that long island club scene prepared me more than anything for 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 the rest of my life because uh you you had to learn these tunes right so you'd sit with headphones to learn a zeppelin song and you'd figure out Oh, that's what arranging a guitar part is about. Well, that's, and then you had to get up in front in front of people and perform it. Okay, that's stagecraft. So all of this stuff, and then you have to communicate with your other band members, you know, and 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 that's what music should be—a dialogue between musicians, not just some guy sitting in his bedroom getting great on the instrument, and you know, that's all it is. Yeah. So. All of that stuff in those years of playing that, the, and learning and digging into that music, uh, really, it was the best education I could have ever gotten. And, you know, and it's, it's interesting to hear you say that because a lot of the guys, and I've had a lot of guys from the neighborhood um, on the show, Carmine Rojas, um, uh, Eddie Martinez, I mean, just, you know, uh, Mark Rivera, and a lot of schooled cats that went to, you know, the Manhattan School of Music or Berkeley or that whole thing, and that was their experience. But it occurred to me that your experience was a lot like mine. I was in, uh, and, and the band, correct me if I'm wrong, was it One Hand Clap? Right, that's right, yeah. You see that? <laughs> no notes, no notes. Uh, now listen, Chrissy, I tell you what, he was... I mean, there was a time in my life where he was an everyday best buddy to me. And when I was in that accident back in the 80s, he brought my wife to the hospital every day. I mean, just, you know, wow. you know, he was just a great him and Donna, you know, we're going back way before he got married, still living right. with my But, you know, just a one of a kind guy and a really good player, a really good yeah. musician. Well, he, he loved your playing. I mean, he really did. And, uh, you know, but but loved everybody in the band you know and um but I, that's a really good point you you bring up about that and i funnily enough i had this conversation with eddie van halen when i when i met him because he was van halen was was a cover band originally they played backyard parties and clubs and covers and uh, and he described it and we were talking about guitar players oh do you like this guy do you like and um and he'd say guys like us that that learned honed our craft in the clubs, playing these songs. He described it as having whiskey on your fingers, mm-hmm. and he'd say, "Yeah, you know, the guys who went to Berkeley, yeah, man, they don't have whiskey on their fingers." <laughs> <laughs> no, and, but and it's it's amazing though. I mean, to come out. Look, here we are. We're in the we're we're just beginning the third act of our careers. I like to think, <laughs> yeah. but um, a, a lot of those guys. 
because they went to school, you see, you had one or two choices. You either went to school so you could work for anybody, anytime, you could play in the pit, you could go and do well, you could do it, or you grinded it out, ground it out, I don't know, like we did, and yeah. you, you basically made your work as you went along because of how good you were or, or wherever you were pushing, and that's, you know... It's it's just as valid uh, an experience to go to a music school, but I think Absolutely. but I think they wind up I think they wind up the same place we are. I think they wind up back here at like let's do what we love to do, no matter how we figured out to do it. Right, that's it. that's it. Yeah. So, and I tell you what, man, I have been so proud over the years to watch your career, to watch all the great things that have happened to you, and uh, it's. You know, that's there's nothing better than seeing your friends prosper, and 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 we're all still here. Well, most of us are still here, um, but we're still doing what we love to do. That's like so, that's mind blowing to me. It doesn't it doesn't change, and and you and you, I think you have to still be a fan of the, of the music, because you know careers will have ups and downs, and and, and uh, but you still, for me, it's. It's still the same thing. I wake up in the morning, have a co coffee, and play guitar. It, that that will never change. And all the other crap. I mean, look, we're going through a time where I won't I won't be doing much this year, no touring or anything. And and people go, how are you dealing with it? And I go, well, my life is kind of the same. I, I'm I'm at home playing my guitar. You know. I mean, yeah, I wish I was touring, but it's not. I'm not going to suddenly put the guitar in the corner. I go well. That's it for this year. You know, doesn't change. Well, it, no, and and I've said that I've said the same thing too because you know when we're not out on the road, this is what we're doing. We're home. We're not. You know, we're not um, working at the shop, the car shop, or whatever. It is we're doing what we do, and yeah. waiting for the next gig. Uh, you know, that's so it, it doesn't change. It doesn't change, and and yeah. thank God it doesn't change because I really yeah. love what we do, man. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's a you know there's um you know I've I've met a, quite a number of successful musicians who are uh, you know have made a lot of money in the business and that and they hate it <laughs> you know and uh, thankfully I'm not that guy you know I I, I never want to be that guy because it's it, it's it, it, it it's not really it's a job but it's not a job I would do it and I tell people sometimes they. You know, the, we're at the age now where, uh, you know, at a Billy Idol show, the parents will bring their kid who's playing guitar and, you know, can you give him some pointers? And I said, if you have to tell him to, to practice or anything, that's not the thing for him. I said, he's, and, and don't ever expect to make a penny on it. Do it because you love it. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and I think, to your point, um, the guys who hate it, the guys who are, you know, are great at it and they hate it are guys that probably weren't built for it or weren't compelled to do it. They're probably guys, you know, and I don't mean any disrespect. I, I know what it's, what it's like to be in a place that you're not happy you're in, but luckily I haven't stayed there long. But those guys, the, the guys that, you know, grind it out night after night and hate it, those are the guys that got successful for the wrong reasons, I think. Right. You know, I'm not, yeah. yeah. I have to do this. I I, yeah. I will do it alone, or I will do it with you, or a hundred thousand people, or thirty people in a club, because that's what we are. And I think right. that's the difference between guys that go out on the road and burn themselves out because they they can't, you know, they 
the music has got to be the most important thing. But you know that as well as anybody. It's on, you know. Absolutely, it is like a, you know, it's you know after you after you play, then it gets gets the neurons going. It gets you know it's 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 healthy. I always, you know, I, uh, you know, like they they've proven that even kids that play an instrument in school, in junior high or high school. Um, they do better in other in other areas as well because the the music somehow it you know music soothes the savage beast or something. It, well, it's just good practice, you know. Well, that's I mean, there's there's actual scientific uh, fact to that. The kids that that uh, study music uh, traditionally have better math scores. That's right. you know that's the first whatever. I mean, I, and I know that because I did some. Uh, seminars on uh, for a foundation okay. music education for kids, but it's okay. uh, it's it's the truth. I mean, it yeah. it didn't mean I didn't flunk math, but I've you know. <laughs> yeah. So and now I mean, and, and, and the, I mean the crazy thing is all the you get all these stories and you know uh, the elderly that uh, get Alzheimer's and forget all this. They they won't even recognize their own kinfolk or whatever. But they'll remember a song, yeah. and the song goes on. They can, they can sing the entire song, every lyric. There's something about music that has some properties that that the brain recognizes in a positive way. Well, I, you know, I mean, you've written some pretty incredible stuff, and you know probably as well as anybody when somebody says, "Well, uh, how'd you write that? What do you, you know? There's no formula. It comes through you. Don't you believe that composing comes through you?" Yeah, I mean, you do, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's certain things, I mean, inf things that maybe influence you, or, you know, a lot of times for me it's a film or a movie or something, or, um, or just, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, especially with, with Idol, because I've had a, you know, a 38-year career with the guy, you, when you write, just at, eventually, you're almost, you can almost guess what that person is feeling or um and and i always you know i was always one of those guitar players that understood that um that there's a story to be told in a song and my job is to help move that story along and if i get to do a guitar solo in it that's great if there's no guitar solo maybe it wasn't meant to have one but really my job is to convey that story and uh, and that that that's still when you sit down and and, and write and work, it's the same thing. Yeah. Well, that's well. So let me ask you this: What was because uh, we've never talked about this? What was that process like uh, writing with Idol? Was it? Um, did you bring the music? Was it Bernie and Elton? How did that go down? <laughs> um, well, you know, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, it was. With Billy and I, it wasn't love at first sight for for sure because I was influenced by all those musicians that he came from England and he was part of that whole punk scene, which was against all those virtuoso players and all this kind of stuff. Um, so that that part of it didn't really matter. What we really bonded over uh, was a lot of the New York stuff when he realized I knew all this Lou Reed uh, stuff and. And I just said to him, I said, look, man, you know, he, he had done three records with Generation X, uh, moved to New York to have a new, a new solo career. And I said, you've, you've, you've had a band, a punk rock band, you know, for 
whatever, many, many years, three years, I say, you're going to need a musician or, you know, that has the capability to do whatever idea might come across. It's better to, 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 to kind of um, hone in on something, on a musician that has capabilities, than have somebody that doesn't have the capabilities, and you always have to push them. Because you only get what you ask for that way. True enough. Unless you know, I mean, like, and it's, and I get that because Mark, Mark, and I have been playing together since 1974. Oops. Uh, and writing with him over the years became it became not a method, but there was just it. it, it you know, it just kind of unfolded. Yeah. And when I say the songs come through you, I'm I'm talking about that celestial, cerebral, you know, thing where it's like, oh wow, I'll do this. But I know what you're talking about—the chemistry, um, because Mark will write. He'll play a chord. Well, I, in fact, did he ever? Did he send you that solo album that he and I did? If he didn't, yes, he did. It's awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. Yes. Well, in the song that's in seven, the one called right. Rippin'. He yeah. starts playing that figure, and I said, what is that? And he said, an intro. And I said, not anymore. <laughs> and it became the main riff in the song. But, yeah. you know, that's, and I imagine it's got to be the same for you guys. That's respect. That's a guitar player letting me tell him what to do with it. Not tell him, but, yeah. you know, and it's, that's when it really gets bigger than either person. Absolutely, and 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 you um you know I would always be, uh, uh you know I if, if there was a guitar solo I'd do it and the first take Billy would go that's the one you know and I'd go oh I can do it better I can do it better and this was the days of you know twenty four track tape so if you're going to go over it you better damn well be sure yeah you know you can better it so we'd always you know save that one and you know twenty. 30 minutes later, I haven't really played anything much better. And we'll go back. Let's hear that first one again. And sometimes the, the, the other person is better at recognizing what's good about what you're doing than you yourself. You might be too close to it. But that's, but that's the, see, for me, that's the thing that you can't get in music school. You can't get that evolving partnership with another creative person. They don't give a class in that. They don't no, give a class yeah. in spontaneous uh, interchanging creativity. I mean, maybe they do, but I've never heard of it. And what a blessing for me, I mean, you know, musically to have Mark, this this chordal, tonal genius. It's it's like, you know, I get to say, oh, do this. Dude, it's like having a magic monkey that flies around the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and but, but the other thing that I quickly realized is, up until, up, you know, when I joined Billy, he already had his producer, uh, Keith Forsey, who had done, um, you know, they, they had done the EP with Dancing with Myself and Moni Moni. That was already done. So I put myself in their hands because I didn't have recording experience. I didn't have, I didn't have songwriting experience, really. So, I, you know, I wasn't about to say, well, you know, that I was, I was kind of like, this is this is the way I hear it, and I allowed myself. Uh, I, put, I trusted them that they would pick the best and get the best performance out of me. And that's still when I go in the studio with a producer, 
uh, that's the attitude I have to ha have to have is I'll give you the best, but it's up to you to kind of figure out what is the best. Well, know? yeah, th that's why we have producers. I mean, my, how many bands have you heard killing themselves over we're going to produce our own record? No, oh, man, because you're too close. And I've done it. I I've, I've done that, and it's always a double-edged sword. Um, yeah. But, you know, sometimes... It, Sometimes if you really know where you want to go, like I produced the record with Mark and I, but um, so if you know where you want to go and you're letting other people do what they do, it's, it's pretty safe, but it's yeah. tough to work on your own stuff. It, 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 it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, come on back and join us for parts two and three of this extremely interesting conversation with an old friend that just happens to be one of the best known guitarists in the world. Steve Stevens here in the No Gloom Ballroom.